Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Today we are talking about Only Murders in the Building, starring Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short. This story takes place in New York City in an Upper West Side apartment building where three strangers meet and bond over their shared love of true crime podcasts. After a terrible death occurs in their building, they suspect murder and decide to investigate the truth themselves and start a podcast. The twists and turn lead them into mounting danger and the inevitable and leering truth that a killer is living among them. Okay, so this show was created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. So Steve Martin had this idea like 10 years ago, he said on Jimmy Fallon, and it finally got made and it premiered on August 31st of 2021 on Hulu. And in September of 2021, Only Murders in the Building was renewed for season two. Hooray! So Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short are all executive producers on the show, which I think is really cool. And the episodes are like 25 to 35 minutes. And so that makes it extremely bingeable. And you will want to binge this because it's like a cliffhanger every episode. And there will be 10 episodes total and they air every Tuesday. The latest episode that has aired is episode seven, which is where I'm at right now. I absolutely loved the writing, like the writing, the comedy, the overall storyline. My sister recommended this show and I was like, oh, really? Okay. Anything Steve Martin related, I immediately can't unsee my dad. They just look so similar. And when I brought it up to my dad, he was just like, oh no, it definitely looks like Alan, which is his younger brother. And I was like, oh, I see that too. When I mentioned that to my sister, she made the reference of... She's like, well, isn't it nice to see dad like solving crime while he's retired (laughs) as a hobby? Like, I'm so proud of him. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. So my new mission is to get my dad Steve Martin's wardrobe from Only Murders in the Building. Love it. And get him to unintentionally cosplay as Steve Martin's character. Get him the hat first. Yeah, get him the hat. I think, I mean, I really do like his shoes too, his sneakers, as far as overall wardrobe goes so stay tuned folks there might be a fun tiktok video to go with this your dad i love (laughs) it from the mannerisms to turning around to like pushing an elevator button we'll make this happen that's amazing i love it okay so here's the part of the show where we spill the tea we're talking spoilers we are talking only murders in the building and we're so excited about this show and we cannot wait to get into it okay so steve martin plays charles martin short plays oliver And Selena Gomez plays Mabel. And like you said, I absolutely love this show. The comedy is so solid. And it reminds me of like the classic comedies I grew up watching. Father of the Bride, Three Amigos. It just really harkens back to that, to the comedic geniuses of my youth that I just so looked up to. And like, who doesn't love a good Steve Martin joke. I mean, come on. It was just so funny. I mean, shout out to Steve Martin and his accordion. Oh yeah. (laughs) I laughed so hard just with, again, his comedic timing is just so good. Yeah. When he was playing it, when they were recording (laughs) the episode, Martin Short's character, Oliver is like, 
It sounds like you're DJing at a hobbit's wedding. It's <laughs> playing the accordion. It was just so good. In the first episode, I really liked how they introduced each character. And like Charles was a former famous actor on a detective show named Brazos. And Oliver is like this washed up Broadway director. And Mabel's like this angsty millennial who's like never fully reached her potential. Yes. I loved how they, they really did a good job of highlighting how out of touch each generation was with each other. Yes. So as for example, like when they said like, oh, we should call Mabel. And he was like, oh, call or text their generation. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see where this goes. And he's like, oh yeah, let's text for sure. They, they respond faster to texts. And it is a bizarre and diverse cast, but they do such a good job of highlighting that, just honing in on it. This show just gets every age demographic hooked from the get-go because of the generational gaps that are played in this show. Yeah, it holds up an interesting mirror to the difference of like views like generationally. Like Steve Martin and Martin Short, they've always had such great on-screen chemistry, like Hello, Father of the Bride 1 and 2. And Steve Martin, he's like a little bit more serious. And Martin Short, he's like a little more eccentric. And then Mabel comes in and brings this whole new kind of modern slash jaded, sarcastic view. So when Charles says to her, I want you to be less mean. And all she says is, I know you do. And then she walks (laughs) away. And then there's this other scene where Charles is like, isn't it insulting to flirt now? Like he's honestly asking. (laughs) And Oliver's like, who the hell knows? Suddenly it's rude to tell a secretary she looks nice in a pair of slacks. And then Mabel says no to that whole sentence. It's like what she says to him. No to that whole sentence. But it's like making, you know, it's in a comedic way showing like, okay, well, this isn't cool anymore. We don't do that. And she's like kind of teaching them and closing the gap in her very Mabel way. Right. Like pointing like I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. It's like she the wrong like, gesture. Yeah. And she's like, you're doing this wrong. Let That's... me reinforce how much you're doing this wrong. <laughs> and then like teaching them about the OG and like everything. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And call me biased, but I love the part of the storyline of the show where they focus on how to make a podcast. Like they yes. highlight how like the struggles that go with it. So from recording in your closet to buying equipment, getting a sponsor. Yeah. Doing all the retakes and whatnot. Yeah. Getting the sponsor was a big one. And I was like, when they got Demas, I was like, those lucky bastards. I was like, 32 grand. Are you kidding me right now? What? This is not realistic. But I love that like Oliver, like he brings the boom mic everywhere. He's like recording from his phone. He like has the boom mic. I'm like, maybe we should do that. I don't know. And I was kind of thinking, I'm like, which one of the two of us, like if for Steve Martin and Martin Short, like who is who there? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I can be serious like Steve Martin, but then sometimes I'm a little eccentric, like Martin Short's character. But then we can both be like, like Mabel, just like, we're kind of all of them together. And maybe that's what they're trying to convey is the three personalities that go with creating a podcast. You have like frustrated, angsty millennial. Yeah. (laughs) And then eccentric, like get into it, do it again. Retake. Can you say that? Yeah. And somewhat serious, but again, like Steve Martin's comedy was just so good. Oh God. So good. Yeah. His comedy is so good because it's like so natural. Cause he's not like playing somebody who's funny. He's just playing this guy you know, but he's just funny being himself. Like one of my favorite lines is 
like Oliver's talking to Xeroff in the elevator and then like the elevator doors open and he's like, even the elevator wanted that story to end. <laughs> so he's yes. like walking out of the elevator. Like he's not trying to be funny or like be a comedian, his character, but the way that he delivers a line is just like, I'm in tears and I'm like slapping the pillow. And my husband's like, you are really enjoying this. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love Steve Martin. Also, just the way Steve Martin took selfies. <laughs> not only is that relatable for that generation, like I vividly remember my dad trying to take selfies on my sister's recycled iPod touch that didn't have a like a front facing camera. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's over here like making the like, Oh, the sun's in my eyes. I can't see. I'm going to squint. And I just remember my grandpa, who's like super elderly, Steve Martin, just like a total <laughs> like carbon copy of my dad. That's funny. You know, but like just as confused, like, where are we smiling? <laughs> he has no idea where to point the camera at, where the button is to point out. Oh, I hope I took a selfie. He just looks like a confused cat. It was so good. And like he took so many, but he had logic behind his confused selfies (laughs) yeah gathering evidence I mean (laughs) I just love the unlikely friendships yes this show and how they all listen to the same podcast and how their backstories are revealed but the interesting thing that I noticed about these backstories is that is that Oliver and Mabel their backstories are revealed through flashbacks but Charles's backstory it is not revealed through a flashback he tells it to um, Amy Ryan's character who yes. he goes on a date with the bassoonist. Mm-hmm. He tells her what happened. And then he kind of sees these like, you know, imaginary, these figments of his imagination show up, but we don't see his backstory. Right. And I'm wondering if that's because him as a person is very closed off, but I don't know because Mabel's kind of closed off too. So I'm wondering why they're delivering this information in a different way about his backstory. And if that will be revealed later. And if somehow the identity of, you know, this person he was in a relationship before, maybe we shouldn't see it yet because that'll reveal something. I don't know. But don't you think that's interesting how like the other two backstories, we see, see these flashbacks, we see all these people, all these characters, but not with Charles, not with Brazos. The figments of his imagination. I was expecting like a bigger reveal, like, oh, he's crazy. This is why his relationship did not work (laughs) or Whatever the case may be, when he finally talked out his side of the story and those figments of his imagination were mm-hmm. gone, I was like, yeah. oh, he worked through it. Okay. There might be more to it in season two that, that could reveal itself even further, or they might set it up that way for season two. Yeah. Charles's backstory was interesting. Yeah. And I think that his nose would bleed when he would talk and get mm-hmm. nervous. It doesn't when he's around Oliver and Mabel, but other people like his nose would start bleeding. And then maybe that was just kind of this personal growth thing where he needed to get something out and talk about it. And that mm-hmm. maybe that's why they didn't show it because he needed to talk about it for this step in personal growth. His nose didn't bleed. He kind of got rid of his demons and was able to talk it out and everything. So, but again, like the character development is so interesting. And then how about that episode where they're revealing like what happened with their sponsor, his son, how he's deaf and how a majority of that episode was just silent. Yes. They told it from the perspective of the hearing impaired. It was so cool. It was done very well. And I thought very tastefully for the hearing impaired community, just in general, they just did such a good job. Yeah. It's there's so many different artistic aspects of this show 
It's Mm -hmm. very unexpected. Even the title sequence and the illustrations that are involved in that, like it's, this show is just like an instant classic. I love that this was a Hulu original. Mm -hmm. This this is not something that you see in your day-to-day lineup of of TV shows. It's very different. So I, I love the fact that I was like, oh, well, I took someone's advice. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I felt happy that I got out of my comfort zone and took someone, actually listened to someone's advice who was my sister, you know, just enjoyed the hell out of the show. Yeah. It kind of, it proves that point of like, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but like for TV, you can't judge a show by its title. You really can't. Or it's, I didn't even see the trailer. I think I just saw the title and like, maybe like a, like a banner of it on like my TV or something because it's so good. It's so solid. And then you get lines like nobody ever brings a turkey with bad intentions. Like, (laughs) you know, and then what's the other one when they're, (laughs) when when Steve Martin's character is like reading for the podcast, like, do I ever do this to you where I give you a commentary and Oliver's like, it's very PBS-y. It's like a Ken Burns documentary on boredom. (laughs) It's just, oh, right. No, I mean, it's just so funny, right? Your feedback's a little more constructive. (laughs) No, we do plenty of retakes. Yeah, we do plenty of retakes. It's just funny to see that like behind the scenes and then like their, their commentary to each other and like Steve Martin, he just like, he just breathes and like closes his (laughs) eyes and he's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so crazy. I love how when they learn like what a rando is and then like Oliver starts to explain it to Charles after Mabel just said it. And he's like, I got it. Thanks. I used context clues like this. It's not even the point of like what's happening in that scene. It's just that little banter between them that is just gold. It's so funny. Also, like I love how they meet another podcast group and their focus is on plants. Oh yeah. Tina Fey plays Cinda Canning, the host of the true crime podcast called All Is Not Okay in Oklahoma. And that's the podcast that all three of the main characters listen to. When they meet this other pair of podcasters who focus on plants, when Oliver tries to name drop as far as like, oh yes, we know Cinda Canning. And they're like, yeah, Cinda's the homie. I just thought it was so great because networking in the podcast realm is fun and it's relatable and it's hilarious. And you just see that very, very openly in that scene. And I just thought, oh gosh, this is for any podcaster. This is a great, a great watch. It really is. It's so funny. I, that was a really fun aspect of the show that, you know, you're watching a show about a fictional podcast, how they're putting it together. And like, when does, yeah, when 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 does Oliver have time to edit audio? Does he post to social? (laughs) Like Mabel does all the social. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. I don't know if Mabel actually does anything. No, I mean, it's always behind the scenes. So, and then Oliver gets the advertising. Charles, he just uses his star power and charms people. Yeah. And then Steve Martin way that he does. (laughs) Yeah. And then what really like pushes them forward is when when Cinda Canning is on Jimmy Fallon and they're kind of like making fun of it, but like (laughs) there is no bad publicity right? When you're trying to get something going and then all of a sudden they start getting all these listens. I'm like, can someone please like make fun of us on Jimmy Fallon? Right. (laughs) Come on, make fun of us, please. Or say something. Yeah. Fangirls think they know everything. Yeah. Or wow. They really fangirl out about this and that. Yeah. We don't care. Call us nerds. Call us geeks. We don't care. Talk about it on Jimmy Fallon all day long. That'd be great. So if you guys want a good laugh and an interesting story, we highly suggest only murders in the building. You will not be sorry. This is just an instant classic and so, so funny. And now it is time for the fangirl spotlight of the week. 
This week's spotlight goes out to Jessica Castillo Art. Jessica Castillo is your go-to seasonal home art decor specialist. Jessica's specialty is woodworking, holiday artwork, along with some occasional paintings. Jessica's home art decor is made to order and ships out within three days. You can find all of her fun seasonal artwork on her Etsy shop at Jessica Castillo Art. You can also follow Jessica on Instagram at Jessica Castillo Art. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions. So give us a follow on Instagram at the Fangirls Podcast and Twitter at the underscore fan underscore girls and like our community page on Facebook to join the conversation. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom made fandom inspired artwork all in digital download form. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. The link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Hulu or any of the cast from Only Murders in the Building. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.